When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Wanderers. Today in the Beginner's Guide, I'll be discussing the story of Maglin, an elf whose mother was a Noldor from Gondor, and whose father was a Sindar from Beleriand. We'll see contrasting characters, the haughtiness of the elven houses, and a king's judgment that leads to attempted murder. Today's episode is an analysis of a chapter called Of Moglin in a book called The Silmarillion, written by J.R.R. Tolkien and published in 1977 by Ballantine Books. A link to purchase The Silmarillion is in the show notes. Welcome. The Beginner's Guide to the Lord of the Rings podcast. We explore the foundational, epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoy J.R.R. Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Lago Vanyan, fellow wanderers. Today's episode date is March 24. On this day in Middle-earth, in the year 3019 of the Third Age, Aragorn's army camps around the Black Gate of Mordor as a distraction for the armies of Sauron. Frodo and Sam make the last stretch of their journey on the feet of Mount Doom. This is adapted from Today in Middle-Earth History Calendar on the OneRing.net. Let's check the map and review the context of today's story. It is the first age of Middle-Earth. In the north of Beleriand, the Noldor have set the siege of Angband against the Dark Lord Morgoth, who possesses the stolen Silmarils. Gondolin, a hidden city, is founded by Turgon, son of Fingolfin. Relations among the various houses of the elves are tenuous, but in many places, like Gondolin, the Noldor and the Sindar have successfully mingled, even with King Thingol's ban on the Noldorine language. We begin today with Turgon's sister, Aratel. She is also given the title of the White Lady of the Noldor. To review the family relationships for just a moment, Aratel is a daughter of Fingolfin, and thus niece to Feanor. She is sister to Turgon, who founded Gondolin, and sister to Fingon, who saved their cousin Maedros from the mountaintop chaining at the hands of Morgoth. Also, she is cousin to Galadriel. That's a lot of names to throw at you at once, but I think you'll be able to connect some of the dots there. In the back of the Silmarillion is a great family history chart for Finway, who was one of the three noble elves that founded the original three houses of the elves, specifically the Noldor. Aradhel dwells in Gondolin, but after about 200 years desires to leave and see the forests of Beleriand again. Turgon is very hesitant to allow her to do so, seeing as how he wants to keep the way into Gondolin secret, and that's easy to do when everyone who knows how to get to Gondolin dwells in Gondolin. But eventually, he allows her to leave with a small escort. They travel to the east, for Aratel desired to visit Kelegorm, one of the sons of Feanor, but they are not allowed to travel through Doriath, and so turn to the side to skirt the northern border of Doriath. However, this land is dangerous and haunted, being the place where Ungoliant, the giant spider monster, had lived for some time after helping Morgoth steal the Silmarils. Aratel becomes separated from her companions, and after searching for some time, 
they assume that she has perished and return to Gondolin to inform Turgon. Aretel did not perish, however, but made it through that dangerous stretch of land, eventually arriving at Kelegorm's kingdom and dwelling with his people for a time, even though Kelegorm himself is far from home. In time, Aretel rides out again and becomes, quote, enmeshed in a small forest called Nan Elmoth. The trees in Nan Elmoth are some of the tallest and oldest in all of Beleriand, and so this forest is quite dark. The darkness is to the liking of an elf by the name of Aeol, who was a noble of some sort in the kingdom of Thingol, but had since removed himself to live in isolation, quiet, and darkness. Aeol preferred the company of dwarves to that of his own kind, often being their guest in their ancient halls, and from them he learned much in terms of smithing and crafting. He himself created a unique sort of metal called Galvorn, which had a shiny black color, was as hard as steel, but still malleable enough to be made into armor. From this metal he also created a pair of swords, that we will get into in future episodes, for these swords did both mighty and murderous deeds. Anyway, back to Aretel. She eventually finds her way to Aeol's halls deep in the woods, and Aeol welcomes her, and eventually convinces her to marry him. Together they wander far under the stars. Now, the contrast here is rather striking. On the one hand, we have Aretel, who is known as the White Lady of the Noldor. She is of noble birth and high kin. Tolkien even describes her in the dark forest of Danelmoth as, quote, a gleam of white in a dim land. Aretel is set against Aeol, also known as the Dark Elf, who loves the dark and shuns the light. He lives in the depths of a dark forest, even inventing a new black metal. Aretel is of the Noldor, a faction of elves that came to Velinor to see the light of the trees. Aeol is of the Teleri, which started on the journey to see the trees of Valinor, but never left Middle-earth, making him one of the Sindar elves. Lastly, Aretel is friends with the sons of Feanor, her cousins, but Aeol shuns all of the Noldor blaming them for the return of Morgoth to Middle-earth. So here is a story of opposites attracting. But not only do they attract, they produce a mingling of their opposites. For Aretel bears a son. Because Aretel is of the Noldor, she secretly gives her son a name in the banned language. The name is Lomion, which means Child of the Twilight. I find that name significant because Twilight is a transition time, a liminal space, in between day and night, where the light of the sun is obscured and begins to mingle with darkness. So, is her son a follower of light, like his mother, or a lover of darkness and secrecy, as was his father? Aeol doesn't give his son a name until twelve years later, when he provides him a Sindarin name, Moglin, meaning sharp glance. Aeol gives him this name because he perceives that his son has a great ability to see in darkness, both literally and figuratively, as Moglin could, quote, read the secrets of hearts beyond the mist of words. Moglin is a mix of his contrasting parents. In outward form, he resembled the Noldor of his mother's kin, dark hair, dark eyes that were also bright, with white skin. But his mind and manners were more like his father, perceptive, secretive, and persuasive. He also learned much from the dwarves, especially how to find precious metals to draw from the mountains. Aretel shared all the stories of the Noldor with Moglin, and he perceived that Turgon in Gondolin had no male heir, for his only child was his daughter, Idril Celebrindal, and his wife had perished in the crossing of the grinding ice. Aretel never revealed the location of Gondolin, nor how to arrive there, but Maglin was patient, quote, trusting yet to wheedle the secret from her. In time, Maglin convinces his mother to take him to Gondolin, and they decide to escape while Aeol is visiting the dwarves in the far east. However, Aeol returned from his visit sooner than they thought, and he pursued them, although he believed that they had gone north to see the sons of Feanor. Now, this next exchange demonstrates the tenuous relationships between the different elven houses, and in particular the haughtiness of Feanor's sons. Aeol eventually runs into Karufin, one of Feanor's sons. Aeol feels that he is in peril and danger, and restrains some of his more bitter words. 
From Karufin, Ale learns that his wife and son did not ride that way, and he asks leave to go and discover where they went. Karufin answers, quote, You have my leave, but not my love. The sooner you depart my land, the better will it please me. As a quick side note, one thing you'll see in Tolkien's works is that he'll take a common idiom or phrase and tweak it just a little, almost as if giving it some historical context. Like Rufin's answer to Ale here, it's a play on the sooner the better. But just a simple phrase wouldn't be good enough for Tolkien. And I wonder how cool it would be if we all started speaking in Tolkienian phrases. Also, this phrase would have struck at the core of Ale's anger, because in his mind the Noldor, including Karufin, had no legitimate claim over any of the lands of Beleriand. As Ale is mounting his horse, he names Karufin a kinsman. He could claim that because his wife was a cousin to Karufin. But Karufin rebukes Ale's use of that word by saying, quote, Do not flaunt the title of your wife before me. So clearly, Karufin didn't recognize Ale as a kinsman, going so far as to reject him and remind him that the laws forbade Karufin from slaying Ale at that time. Which makes me wonder, if the law were not so, would Karufin had slain Ale in this moment? They clearly didn't like each other. They clearly had great animosity towards each other. Karufin took part in the kinslaying, which would have been against Ale's own people. So obviously there was a lot of discord and maybe even hatred between the different elven houses. I think this demonstrates, though, that not all elves are the same. In Peter Jackson's movies, the elves are portrayed as being above petty disputes, morally above the other weaker races. But we also see that they had a lot of pride, particularly in their family lines. And this exchange between Aeol, a Sindar, and Karufin, a Noldor, demonstrates this. Aeol now guesses the mind of Aradhel and starts riding west to pick up their trail to Gondolin. Though he never got close enough to see them, their horses called to their fellow horse that Aeol was riding, and he thus learned the area of the gate to the underground road to Gondolin. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back in Gondolin, Turgon rejoices to see his sister whom he thought was lost forever. And he accepted Mogolin as one of the Noldor. Here again is a set of contrasting characters. Turgon, a Noldorian king, accepts Maglin as a Noldor, though Karufin rejects Eol's claims to kinship. Remember also that Turgon was a son of Fingolfin, the high king of the Noldor, while Karufin was a son of Feanor, whose pride and haughtiness had effectively driven the Noldor to leave Valinor. Eol was taken captive near the gates, and when the guard heard that he claimed Aradhel as wife, they eventually sent Eol to judgment before King Turgon. Eol is filled with awe at the might of the city of Gondolin, but that simply stroked more hatred in his heart for all of the Noldor. Turgon also welcomes Ale, even calling him kinsman, again very different from Karufin's rejection, yet Turgon forbids Ale to even leave Gondolin again. Ale's response to this acceptance, even being called kinsman, is shocking, and yet reveals how fragile the relationships among the elven houses actually were. Ale says, quote, I acknowledge not your law. No right have you or any of your kin in this land to seize realms or to set bounds. This is the land of the Teleri. It's interesting that Aeol, who was self-restrained and claimed kinship in front of Karufin, here is unbridled and rejects kinship from one who had freely offered it. 
I think this demonstrates the doom of the Noldor that was pronounced upon them after the kinslaying as they were leaving Valinor. In that prophecy, it was said that treachery and even fear of treachery would ever haunt the Noldor. In this case, Aeol would never trust them, for they had participated in the slaying of his kin, the Teleri. Aeol relinquishes his claim on Arendhel to return with him, but bids his son, Moglin, to leave Gondolin and return to their dark forest. Moglin says nothing. Turgon passes his judgment, saying to Aeol, quote, This choice only is given to you, to abide here or to die here, and so also for your son. We've seen this theme before, choice. Choice is a powerful and dangerous concept, sometimes made in haste and sometimes never taken. Admittedly, the choice before Aeol is not particularly empowering, as either choice leaves him in Gondolin, but this choice also brings up another idea, the immortality of the elves. You see, to you and me who are mortal and know that we must die, that choice would seem even more lame, because we know we would die in Gondolin no matter which option we chose. But for the elves, who did not die of old age, this was essentially a life sentence for the rest of time. Aeol in his pride rejects the first option, to live in Gondolin, and he decides for Moglin as well. Revealing a black javelin from under his cloak, he throws it at Moglin, intending to kill his own son. But Aradhel jumped in front of it and was hit in the shoulder. She died later that night due to an unbeknownst poison on the javelin. Now Turgon has no mercy for Aeol. He is sentenced to death by being cast down from a black rock in the north of the city. But before being cast over, he prophesies that Moglin will also find his death at the same black rock. Moglin thrived in the city of Gondolin. He had much to teach about finding ores and mining, as well as crafting of weapons, and he made the arms of the people of Gondolin stronger than before. It's possible, though the record doesn't explicitly state this, that the swords that Gandalf and Thorin would bear in the Third Age of Middle-earth were crafted at this time. I mentioned the origin of those swords in my previous episode. But not all was well with Moglin. From his first moments in Gondolin, Moglin was ever attracted to Idriel, King Turgon's daughter. But there were a few problems with this. First, they were cousins and the laws amongst the elves forbade such a union. But even if that wasn't the case, the second problem was that Idril did not love him back. Indeed, she was repulsed by him, thinking that his love for her was something, quote, strange and crooked. So with time, Moglin became more sullen and resentful, and while he would later fight alongside King Turgon, quote, a dark seed of evil was sown. So that's Moglin. A few things to note as we wrap up. You can see how the Doom of the Noldor affects even day-to-day relationships amongst the elves. Keep a mental note of the choice that Turgon gave to Moglin's father, to live or die in Gondolin, because that judgment will be contrasted against another of King Turgon's judgments that we'll encounter in the future. And while Gondolin is a mighty and proud city, its fall is a definitive moment in the first age of Middle-earth. And we'll see how Moglin's misplaced love will eventually become the leverage that Morgoth needs to bring down the city. Please join me next Thursday, where I'll share the first stories of the first houses of men that came into Beleriand and allied with the elves. Thanks for listening. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. For feedback on the show, please email me at lordoftheringspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at beginnersguidelotrpodcast. Until next week, remember, not all those who wander are lost. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.